Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Morbid early and ad-free. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. Audible lets you enjoy all your audio entertainment in one app. You'll always find the best of what you love or even something new to discover. They offer an incredible selection of audiobooks across every single genre, from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, mysteries, thrillers, which I'm super into lately, motivation, wellness, business, and even more. Audible's the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases and next listen recommendations to habituate every type of thriller listener. Keep your heart rate up month after month with this pulse-pounding collection that you can't hear anywhere else. I actually just finished listening to, it's one of my favorite stories, but listening to it was even cooler. It was The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. It's narrated by Bernadette Dunn, and I think they just have one of the best voices for an audiobook. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash morbid or text morbid to 500-500. That's audible.com slash morbid or text morbid to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash morbid. Hey guys, I have to tell you about this all-in-one shake that I'm freaking loving. It's called Kachava. I love saying it. It's actually hands down the best thing that I've found to help me get all my essential nutrients into one day. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, in other words, literally everything that your body craves to feel your best. And I know what you're thinking. Something that good for me cannot possibly taste good. Mm, wrong. That's where Kachava really earns their over 52,000 five-star reviews. It actually tastes freaking amazing. It's very creamy and smooth, and it comes together with just water. And it comes in five delicious flavors. Personally, vanilla and chai are my personal favorites, but it also comes in chocolate, matcha, and coconut acai, which I still need to try. Some people like to drink it as part of a healthy breakfast or lunch, and other people love it as a protein-packed snack before or after a workout. It's really perfect for that because it has 25 grams of plant protein per serving. Personally, I like to add mine to my overnight oats. I add a scoop and I mix it all up to get a little more protein into my oats, and literally I can have that for breakfast and feel satiated, nourished, beautiful, functioning, all throughout my day. It's incredible. Please send me more of it because I love it so much. It makes me feel very, very good. And guess what, guys? Kachava is offering our listeners 10% off for a limited time. Just go to kachava.com slash morbid, spelled K-A-C-H-A-V-A, and get 10% off your first order. That's K-A-C-H-A-V-A.com slash morbid. Hey, weirdos, I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. And this is Morbid. Hey, what's 
up. This is a Friday morbid. Which means it's a listener tale. And you guys know what that means. Everybody say it with me now. Brought to you, by you, for you, from you, and all about you. Hit your microphone. Yeah. Every time. God damn. <laughs> you might not have even heard that one because I hit like the arm of it. That's true. These microphones are fun that way. Yeah. You know? They're you all, know what I mean? They're all um, swivelly and shit. We're very profesh. Here. So profesh, as you well know. <laughs> Absolutely. Literally sitting here in hocus pocus sweatpants. That's right. That is called business casual, my doggy dog. <laughs> business casual. <laughs> and you know what? Today we decided, because we are in the midst of our Yorkshire Ripper series. The Ripper. Uh, but it is a Friday, and Friday are listener tales. And we figured you, we could give you a little breather before part three and four come out next week and yeah. ruin your life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We were going to go, we decided to do some, you know, some British UK listener tales from Leeds, from Yorkshire, from London, you know, London. I'm pretty sure it's Yorkshire. Yorkshire. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it, but maybe I'm wrong. I love you guys regardless. I did see an email when I was scooting through and this um, person said that we do really well pronouncing UK places. Wow. And they were, said they were so impressed because some of them are so crazy. To which I say, we're from we Boston. Get it. <laughs> yeah, we're from Massachusetts. We yeah. get it. Lemonster. Yeah, we get it. Gloucester, Dorchester. All of the above. Exactly. So we get it. We we get you, you get us. It's great. We so, see you, you see us. And we love you. So we decided to keep the little themey theme going. Yeah. I feel like we're kind of like, wah, right yeah. now. We're, we're really feeling it. Yeah. I, I chugged my coffee you this did, morning. You did, actually. I really did. Because every bite of, I got a breakfast sandwich this morning and every food of, but every bite of food I took, <laughs> I I would wash it down. And it was just like, oh, shit. Oh, that's not going to go well later. <laughs> <laughs> No. Where my IBS babies out. <laughs> Weirdos, we cover some spooky stories, but truly nothing is scarier than the thought of hens being trapped in their cages. That like really upsets me to my core. But at Happy Egg, all of their hens roam on eight or more acres of land, leaving no mystery to why their eggs are the best. They're cared for by small family farmers and they live their best hen lives day in and day out. You go, Hennifer. Aside from their hens roaming across eight plus acres of farmland, they have plenty of access to fresh water and nutritious feed. I love that. This goes above traditional free range farming, but it's what they believe is better for their birds overall. And all of this results in eggs with the most plump, delicious, sexy orange yolks that are full of flavors. I am personally so obsessed with Happy Egg that last Sunday I used my last Happy Egg and I almost started to cry. And then I scoured the internet for the closest Happy Egg near me and it was 30 minutes away. And I genuinely plan to convince Drew to drive all the way out there and get them with me, but I couldn't. And that's why I need Happy Eggs to please send me a carton of eggs every week. I love you. Thank you so much. So next time you're at the store, though, look for the yellow carton. Choose Happy. Visit happyegg.com slash morbid to find a store near you. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
Well, moving on. (laughs) Moving on from bowel movements to uh, a listener tale that is entitled My Irish Granny's Catholic House of Hell. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) Let's go. Oh, I don't know if I can say your name yet, but hell yeah, that name. You can. Your name is Fiona. Fiona is a gorgeous name. I'm obsessed with that name. Fiona was on your list, wasn't it? It was high on my list. I honestly, it was, it was, we went into the day with Fiona. Yep. But- Another name for some reason when we saw them popped popped that's, forward. People say that and it sounds it I remember you saying it to me and I was like, Yeah, like that's yeah, very like, sure. of you. Like, no, which, it really like, it really is. But it's true. When you yeah. see the baby, you know. Same but, with the animal. But you know what? Fiona is a great fucking name. I love that I name. I love that name a lot. I really do. So it says, Dear Ash and Alina, my name is Fiona. If you happen to read this on the podcast, you can absolutely use my name and I will full on shit my pants just so you know. That's good because we did like 24 <laughs> times at this point. I hail from Cork in Ireland. Oh, love Yeah. That. You must visit it someday in the future. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. And I will happily give you my grand tour while constantly fangirling over both of you, of course. Yay. Ensure mandate... <laughs> mandated fangirling <laughs> you both are the absolute bee's knees and i listen to your show daily like i've actually had withdrawals after catching up so i started re-listening from the beginning and nearly caught up for a second time around too much never no. anyways i just wanted to end my praises by saying you two wickedly fabulous humans deserve the best of the world Thank and if you. you ruled it i would happily kiss your feet oh Mwah. my god you don't ever have to do that fiona i would happily kiss your feet because you're a wonderful person i don't even like feet i would blow i would blow your your feet a kiss <laughs> i would kiss your ring i would say <laughs> that's what i would do <laughs> I've always wanted to visit or even live in Massachusetts or the surrounding areas. And after the constant Gilmore Girls references Elena has made on the podcast, oh, yeah. I convinced myself to start the show. And all I can say is that it has solidified my dream. Thanks, yep. Elena. <laughs> Stars welcome. hollow, baby. It is such a comforting show. It is. I'm telling you guys, if you haven't got into it, yeah. just give it a chance. Let it lull you into its clutches because it's, oof, I it's love so it. good. When I was a little latchkey baby, I would come home just in time yeah. for it. It's so comforting. I'm living vicariously through the both of you when you talk about the places you visited or lived in. And all I can say is pack my bags. (laughs) It's so funny because I'm living vicariously through you living in Cork, Ireland. So true. We keep saying how badly we want to move to Europe. Oh, so badly. Uh, I've attached a double space pedofa for your consideration, Ash, ah. containing my way too long listener tale, adjust if necessary. I know Never. you say you won't, but seriously, reconsider your values if needed. Never. <laughs> it contains a priest, a oh. diamond, oh. and some screaming cows. Ah. Intrigued? I hope so. Moo. P.S. I pre-ordered my signed copy of The Butcher and the Wrens on Waterstones, and I cannot fucking wait for it to arrive. Elena, can I just say you are morbidly marvelous for this creation? Thank you. Yay. Don't worry, Ash. You are morbidly marvelous just by existing. Thank you. <laughs> P.P.S. I'm a full-time actress. Badass. Oh, cool. And when The Butcher and the Wren becomes a film or limited series, it I dibs on playing Dr. Ren Miller. <laughs> or Muller. I just said my own character's name wrong. Wow. LOL. Anyways, ladies, enjoy my story, and I hope and pray to whatever mystical force can grant me my wish wish that you read this on the podcast all my love and stay weird fiona well fiona here we are i love it It says where to start i suppose i could trace back my earliest and by far scariest memory of the house of hell that was my irish grandmother's back when i was seven years old we had just moved to ireland after leaving our previous home in wakefield yorkshire in england where my father was raised fun true crime fact this house oh and you guys are gonna like this because you've just heard it what 
Once we lived in, once we, this house which we once lived (laughs) in and still belongs to my English grandmother is what used to be George Oldfield's house after he died in 1985. Damn. Does the name sound familiar? Perhaps. He was the assistant chief constable and was the lead inquirer in the Peter Sutcliffe case, also known infamously as the Yorkshire Ripper. I think I've heard of that. You think you have? We were literally in part two. I think we just talked about him. We did, yeah, for the first time. So yes, I have a tiny link to the true crime world by once inhabiting a man's home who brought down one of the most gruesome men in history. Fun! (laughs) Was he the one who had lost his daughter? He did, yeah. He he, he had made a couple of mistakes when we were talking about him, but, but you know... The case. (laughs) The case is the case. Yep. Um, My English grandmother, still living there, has had countless strange and mysterious experiences in that house. Many gruesome tales she told me, be it in letters or on the landline, and sometimes still to this day send shivers down my spine. But that's a tale for another day. I hope you send that tale. Another one. (laughs) Send it. My mother being Irish and my father being English was peaceful was a peaceful and loving union, despite their home countries hating one another and having <laughs> a long history of violence and upset. I'm glad they were a peaceful union. Yeah, two star-crossed lovers. In school, I would have my classmates taunting me because of my English descent, and even little seven-year-old pure Irish children had the history of their ancestors' pain and torment seeping into their veins. Oh, man. <laughs> the hate for the English was int- intrinsical. I... Instinctual. Wait, oh, yeah, sorry. Um, sorry, I lost my place. I repressed my English side into the darkest depths of my small body and to fit in the childhood circle of future IRA fighters. I became a true Irish girl and longed to take part in activities to prove my allegiance to the country. Little seven-year-old me was wild, LOL. (laughs) One of these activities was the weekly station mass. The station masses are a mass held in a family home and has long been celebrated in Ireland. Any Irish listener will know what I'm referring to. That's so cool. They became popular during the penal times in Ireland, in particular during the 18th century, when public ceremonies involving Catholic clergy were banned. Small communities would come together in secret to celebrate mass at each other's homes. This was in order to avoid English soldiers' attention and prevent the possibility of incarceration in some cases, and in some cases, death. Thanks, England. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> On this particular occasion, oh, also, just speaking of mass, quick little side note, I just, I slept on Midnight Mass, Mike Flanagan's series, guys. Oh, yeah, you were I telling me about on that. It. I just watched the first episode the other night with John. I'm hooked. Can't wait to talk to you guys about it. I've heard so many recommendations to watch it. It's fucking awesome. I'm ready to go. Okay. Wait, I've never heard you say <laughs> speaking of mass. So I was like, is she, what the fuck is speaking she going to say mass? right now? <laughs> yeah, it's really good. If you haven't started it, I highly recommend starting it. On this particular occasion, in my gr- it's, it was my granny's turn to hold the station mass at her home, an old countryside farmer's house with peeling wallpaper and enough crosses to give the Pope a run for his money. <laughs> this was a big deal. Holding a station mass at your house meant the local priest and quite nearly the whole parish would enter your home and say the precious sanctity of mass, in Latin, mind you, within the confines of your four walls. Having been recently self-elected as the newly Catholic, purely Irish girl in the family, (laughs) it meant a great deal to me for my friends and the whole parish to see what a truly devoted Irish, non-English, Jesus-loving freak I was. So I helped in any way I could. (laughs) I'm obsessed with you, Fiona. (laughs) The preparations started weeks in advance. 
The whole house was stripped clean of any dust, mold, stains, non-Christian ideology, including her beloved Elvis memorabilia she acquired on her trip to Memphis. You had to get rid of that? Aw, Granny was a huge Elvis fan, but Father Michael didn't need to see his blue suede shoes. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying. I cleaned and asked way too many questions about how the stations worked, and if I needed to learn Latin in three weeks. I was an ambitious seven-year-old. <laughs> my, granny, <laughs> my granny would snap back with lots of, I don't know, in Christ, would you ever shut up, you fucker? <laughs> <laughs> Very blasphemous of Granny, but I didn't hold it against her. <laughs> she was under Jesus stress without her precious Elvis posters to watch her over her poor soul. I'm, I can't. Determined and not deterred, I spent the nights leading up to the big day at my Granny's home, and boy, do I regret it. Spending time in this home, I started noticing strange and unnatural occurrences. For example, I would wake up at 3 a.m. most mornings to hear the cows screaming. No, like seriously, they were blood-curdling screams that made the hairs on my neck stand like they've never stood before. I have L never heard a cow do anything other than moo. Should we pause and listen to a cow scream? Abso-fucking-lutely. Okay, let's pause and listen to a cow scream. I need to... Yeah, that's terrifying. Um, that was so sad. I don't recommend Googling it. It's, no, uh, definitely it's a not. little... Don't, don't, don't Google cow screaming. It will bring up a lot of... Very sad things. I love cows. I want to get cows someday. There you go. But these ones were blood-curdling screaming. So, I don't know those ones. Uh, when I would crawl out of bed and look out the newly cleaned window to investigate what in the actual fuck was happening to these poor animals, the cows would stop screaming and they were directly look looking directly at me. I'm not shitting you. What? The cows with their black and white patches and strangely, strangely placed eyes were all lined up in a row, completely silent, but all staring directly at my window. What the fuck? <laughs> it was eerie. <laughs> was to it? say the least. I would stare back at them, my heart pumping furiously in my chest and could not break eye contact. I was waiting for one of them to move, any of them, but they stood motionless, almost zombie-like. All of a sudden, their eyes drifted from my bedroom window to the roof of the house. In unison. What? They moved perfectly in sync as they gazed up at the roof where another window stood in the attic and a cross was held. I'm terrified. Suddenly, I heard a loud bang coming from the attic above me. All at once, the cows started their blood-curdling screaming once again. I have full chills. Is anyone else awake? And I sprinted faster than Usain Bolt himself under the safe, co safe cover of my blanket sheets. I curled up into a ball and cried because I was so scared of what had just happened that I was paralyzed to get out of my bed. The following morning came quick enough after my exhausting encounter. I fell into an uncomfortable sleep. I walked into my ki the kitchen and wondered if I should relay the past night's events. I concluded that I wouldn't say anything unless my granny mentioned hearing the cow scream or the undeniably loud bang coming from the attic above. Eey. She said nothing. Not a single word about the demonic disruption happening in her own evil home just hours later. Earlier, she went off to work in the farm with the possessed cows in tow. <laughs> From what I could see, they were acting completely normal. Not a scream or unison performance in sight. All I could picture when you were like saying that you were just staring at the cows and like them staring back at you he was just a little you. wave. <laughs> no, I just wanted her to do a little wave at them. Just like, hey. hi. And they all just nod. Yeah. And then that's it. Before she left, she tasked me with putting all of the unwanted items away. I asked where I should put them, and yes, you guessed it, the attic. No! There was no way on God's green earth that I was going up there on my own after hearing that startling unknown bang. 
Her Irish impatience was dwindling when I was reluctant to do so. And after a long lecture about respecting your elders and her selflessly letting me live in her house when I asked to help, I was defeated and shown the (laughs) ladder. I tentatively made my way up the rotten wooden ladder, saying several prayers while doing so. I reached the top and lifted the dusty board which covered the portal to hell. Okay, maybe I was being a little dramatic, but it certainly felt that way at the time. I peered around and all seemed relatively normal. There was no evil demon waiting for me or banshee crying in the corner. It was simply an attic, or so I thought. I heaved my belly onto the floor and straddled my way up onto my feet. I was carrying a few Elvis posters and her not-so-best crockery. My curious mind overtook my rational one, do not recommend, (laughs) and decided to explore the place I was all too scared of just minutes before. I thought to myself that it wasn't so bad and proceeded to bring up the heaps of stuff my granny wanted to shield from Father Michael's eyes. (laughs) Just when I placed some heavy uh, heavy metal vinyls in the corner, granny was cool. Heavy metal vinyls? That's amazing. (laughs) Nanny is rocking out after mass. I noticed the window, the window with the cross, in which made the cow scream the night before. The cross looked different. I tried to pinpoint it, but apparently my seven-year-old mind was dumb as fuck and took a while to realize, but... The cross was upside fucking down. What? I thought it was strange, but didn't panic. This was short-lived. Upon closer inspection, I saw scratch marks on the wooden frame of the cross. Like full-on demon scratches. What? Better yet, I realized the cross had been plunged into the windowsill. Like smashed down so hard upside down into the ledge that it now looked permanently molded into it. Yup. The bang. Yup. I knew it. Some demon was willy-nilly shoving crosses upside down into the windowsill, all while scaring the motherfucking cows and most of all, me. Someone called Buffy. That's right. Watch, uh, listen to the rewatcher. Hey. <laughs> these, this occurrence, these, <laughs> is it like that? occurred. This occurrence happened every night leading up to the station mass. It was like someone didn't want you guys to do it. Screaming cows and bangs in the other rooms of the house. I woke up one morning to find a picture of the Virgin Mar- Mother Mary on the floor. The picture was turned upside down in the picture frame. Ooh, I don't know why I hate that so yeah, much, I don't like but that. I really do. I know that the frame could only be placed upright one way due to the embellishing and words printed along the sides. If you read that, I'm leaving. Don't read that out loud. Do not. We don't read Latin here. We don't. In Latin. No! Don't. Don't. <laughs> I, I, no, this is Cabin in the Woods right now. It. I won't do it. You know you're not do supposed to. Do not read to. the Latin. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> We'll listen to Marty. Uh, in other words, the end to the prayer, Hail Mary. Okay. <laughs> in Latin. That's fine. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. The motherfucking demon was turning shit upside down and making it ominously fall in order to make his or her presence known. Needless to say, I was freaked, and the prospect of becoming an all-Irish Catholic-loving girl became less attractive day by day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I don't really know about this. You're like, <laughs> I am having reconsiderations, this actually. seems like a lot of work. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> seems a little scary. <laughs> Anyways, the day had finally come. The first Friday in March was D-Day. We spent most of the morning preparing sandwiches, making sure there was enough tea bags to supply the nation, (laughs) while preparing the living room for the evening mass. A small table was placed in front of the fireplace with the Bible, rosary beads, as well as holy water, all placed on top. I feel like something's going to happen here. I'm very scared. Father Michael came by around noon to bless the house to ensure it was suitable come mass time. Uh Uh-oh. Little seven-year-old me was anxious, convinced that the demon would come out unannounced as the priest shook holy water and attacked. That's what I felt like. That didn't happen. Okay. What did happen, though was as the holy water dropped on certain areas of the house, the splashes of liquid would turn dark, like black. 
staining each area it was unfortunate enough to land on. What? I didn't notice this until evening came, and the house was full of Irish chit-chat, and my concerns were brushed away with... I don't know how to say that, because it's Gaelic. So it says Irish for quiet. Attempt if you dare. I tried. Can you not? It is by no means how it looks, because that is like an... That's a rule in Irish. (laughs) Like, that it never is the way it looks. Yeah. I would say that probably says Quanus. Why don't we, hold on. It probably says like Conus. Cunus. I think I said it right the yeah, first you, time. I think you did. Cunus. Yeah. <laughs> so Cunus. There Cunus. you go. The mass was We're like, long. quiet, 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 quiet. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Quiet. Uh, <laughs> the mass was long and boring. I didn't understand any of it. My dreams for becoming a truly Irish girl were now completely undesirable. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to go through with this shit again, I thought to myself, then it was not worth it. And I would wrap Union Drax around my body if it meant <laughs> I could escape the next one. That's iconic. <laughs> Just as the mass ended with an amen, the lights went out. No. I knew it was not me who was hallucinating this occurrence because I had 80 other people to confirm it happened. <laughs> they flickered weakly and then turned back on. Really? In a few minutes of dark, in the few minutes of darkness, some force unbeknownst to any in the room but I spilled the holy water onto the Bible on the table. Uh oh. Upon inspection, Father Michael's, Michael's face turned a deathly pale. The part of the Bible covered by holy water was now an inky black stain. What? The room went quiet. He flipped another few pages and looked as if his whole faith had been questioned in that one moment. He calmly placed the Bible on the table and urged the mass was over. And people should, quote, go home and rejoice in the grace of God. Okie dokie. Sandwiches made by me and my granny were left untouched on the kitchen table as people I love you're like, they didn't even take a fucking sandwich <laughs> on their way out. They weren't taking after, those demon sandwiches. After a demon made their presence known. <laughs> as people silently but hastily ushered out of the now known house of hell. <laughs> Needless to say... I was reluctant to return to Granny's after that encounter. The priest thought it best that the station mass would no longer continue in the parish, as he, quote, felt it was best to worship God in his house at church. I felt that way, too. Whenever our family would gather at Granny's, be it on a special occasion or casual visits, I can't shake the feeling that something is harboring there, nesting into the crevices of the walls, waiting for the priest or parish to return in order to mess with their faith once more. Anyways, my lovely ladies, that was my listener tale. One of the many crazy stories I've experienced and which I would pluck from my mind. However, this one stood out the most for obvious reasons. Thanks again (laughs) for your endless talent and charm. I hope to listen to your podcast daily until I'm old, withering, and holding a station mask myself. You're invited, of course. Thank you. (laughs) Only if it goes how that one went, because that was gnarly. That's the only mask Uh, I would go to. So on that note, keep it weird, but not so weird that take it away ash unless you don't want to because i know if i were in your position i would freak out and not remember a single detail from the story told minutes before in blank so here's a backup keep it weird (laughs) (laughs) well i'm gonna use your backup because i don't want it to go to waste and you know it will be funny not so weird that the Irish hate the English, but because you're half and half, you have to prove your allegiance to some fucking intense seven-year-olds by helping your devout Irish Catholic granny set up for some weird ritualistic station mass. And in the process, you hear cows screaming and shit turned upside down and black holy water staining the shit out of your granny's home so much that now she's a possessed demon freak to the local priest and will no longer be hosting station masses. Don't keep it that weird. Love the pants off you both of you. But love the pants off you both of you Irish descendant gals. Fiona. Hey. Fiona, that was so fucking good. I love that you made a demon story and like... Hilarious. Like, 
hilarious. <laughs> who who does that? Like an actual terrifying faith shaking demon yeah. story. You made funny. So good, Fiona. So good. That's a talent. You that, are talented, my friend. That one was really good. That was good. Man, inky black stains of holy I know. water. I don't like that at all. And the upside down cross slammed yeah. into, and that's what she had heard. Was mm-hmm. it being slammed into the windowsill? I'm like, did Granny ever notice? Ooh. Also, she had like metal records. I'm like, was Granny like? Maybe Granny was, was Granny around. like doing something. She in played there? a she played a record backwards one night, yeah. and things were never the same. She played she played it cool around everybody, but I think she was like rocking. I think she was yeah. living. She was living. Go Granny. <laughs> go go Granny. <laughs> Have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash ad-free true crime. That's amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Discover the secret to healthy skin with Drunk Elephant's new Bora Barrier Repair Cream. This is their thickest, richest cream yet, and it's a perfect addition to your skincare routine. My skin has been ridiculously dry this winter season. Like, it it was painful. I'm not even kidding you. But if your skin is dry, if you have age-related chronic dryness, or if your skin just needs a little extra love post-procedure, let me tell you, this is the cream for you. Drunk Elephant's new Bora Barrier Repair Cream is a buttery, ultra-rich lipid cream that is a heavy freaking hitter for a compromised skin barrier. It provides a replenishing blend of ceramides, lipids, natural minerals, and potent antioxidant compounds that is clinically proven to provide 24-hour moisture, reduce redness, and firm skin. Let me tell you something. I've been using this for over a month now, definitely, and my skin does feel really firm, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, and it feels so replenished because let me tell you, like I said, it's been so dry, but not anymore thanks to the Bora Barrier Repair Cream. Discover Bora Barrier Repair Cream online or in store at Sephora or at DrunkElephant.com. All right, my next next one is Listener Tale, UK Convent Boarding Schools. So this is going to be fucking terrifying. Hi, ladies. My childhood friend, Katie Moore, it's cool to use her full name. She literally would die of excitement if she hears this. In fact, she's written it herself. So if you're reading this, then ha, I got mine read before you, Katrina. <laughs> Let me get back to my story. You can use my first name, not my last. So my mother thought it would be a great idea to send me to a convent boarding school at 10. Yes, 10 years old. Whoa. If you've ever seen the old movie Annie, the original, hell yeah, that's what the dormity, that's what the dormitory room looked like. If Ooh. you haven't, please Google it. Oof, Miss Hannigan. At night, we girls would get V-board. There wasn't much to do in a convent. The nuns would waltz around dressed head to toe in black and looking disapproving, clutching their large wooden crosses that hung around their necks. Being a little bit naughty myself and a little bit pissed that I was stuck at this place during the week, I was always looking for something to entertain myself and my friends. I digress here, but one time I stole some of the wine from the chapel and we had a little drinking party <laughs> after lights out. I also set fire, by accident, to a neck curtain in the chapel with a candle. I thankfully, eventually, asked to leave. (laughs) I was thankfully asked to leave. leave. They were like, "Uh, could you get the fuck out of here? Can we get the fire starter out of here, please? (laughs) She was like, when a fire starts to burn... (laughs) 
Anyway, this whole place was terrifying. I had piano practice alone in the evenings in the basement twice a week, and trust me, that was enough to scare the life out of you. I hated it, but regardless of the terror on my face, those bitches, sorry, nuns, would make me go down there and practice for half an hour, or for an hour. Being a little intuitive myself, I pick up on it energy and the energy down in the basement sucked balls there were rooms in the convent that you could walk in and it would feel like you had walked into a freezer Ooh. i will get on to my story but there's so much drama from that fucking place i could go on and on i feel you let it out honestly <laughs> we're here for I'm, you. I'm intrigued <laughs> One night, a girl in our dorm, who was about 11 or 12 years old at the time, Uh-oh. pulled out a Ouija board. Ash would have been out. In a convent. I would have lost it. When we did our ghost tour with Sam and Colby, <laughs> somebody mentioned a Ouija board, and I was like, no, I'll leave. No, like, somebody was like, would you guys like do – no. I was like, eh. And Ash was like, no, I yeah. won't. Elena was like, I mean, like, man. I was like, well, you can do it by yourself, <laughs> and you are going to have to get a ride home with someone else. <laughs> Don't bring that Ouija board into my car. <laughs> Lights had been turned out, and we were trying to keep quiet and not wake a nun. I'm ha- oh, I feel like it's one trying thing. Trying not like, to wake a nun. <laughs> I was going to say, it's one thing trying to, like, sneak into your house and not wake your parents Oof. up. Waking a nun up? That feels like it would be a very traumatic experience. Honestly. <laughs> that's a horror movie. Like, Ma would just is. scare you and be there's like... There's a horror movie called The, the nun. nun. So, like, that's all you really need to... For I, real. That's all I have in my mind. Ooh, scary. We all sat on the floor between the beds with this Ouija board placed inside in the cir- in the circle we made. None of us really knew what we were doing because we were like 11 no. and 12. Yeah. And no one had ever told us not to do it. Exactly. So we started to ask the board questions with our little fingers placed on the glass. At first, nothing happened. And when suddenly there was little movement in the glass, and of course, we all accused each other of moving it. Let me also add right now, we naturally assumed we were at, we were safe as houses being in the convent and in a room with at least two crosses on the wall. I understand that. Word to self and any uh, and anyone young and naive, do not ever assume anything. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> as we started to ask more questions, the glass started to move around more freely. It actually would spin around the board. We asked questions like, when would we get married, have children, and if we would fall in love? You know, the stuff that most young girls wanted to know. Long story short, because I'll ramble otherwise, things start sudden, things suddenly <laughs> started to get very weird and scary. The glass was spinning around a lot more, and more and more questions were being answered. We would actually look forward to using the board every night, and the Ouija board became a regular nightly game, quote-unquote. There were always more and more things we wanted to know. It's like, so I can see why it would be fun. It's when very, you're, I did it a ton of times when I was younger. That's so crazy. Like a ton of times. Like yeah. every time we had a sleepover... Every time we had a party, we did a Ouija board. It's so funny. I've always had an aversion yeah. to them. I've Nothing's never, ever happened to me. So that's why I don't. I've never wanted to fuck with I'm them. I'm not really like, I don't I don't really believe that like a Mattel game is going to open a portal. I don't know. But like, Even <laughs> after all the things we've heard? I mean, I don't know. I, did, I think, I don't think it's the game. I think it's the intentions going into the game and maybe some of the vibes in the place you are in. Yeah. I think it has a lot of things that come a lot together. Of I don't think it's just a person in a room asking the Ouija board if you're going to marry Johnny. Yeah, when no. you grow up, like I don't think that's what brings it. Yeah, I, I think don't, there's there's a mishmash. Of I think for me, like personally, there's just too much unknown about yeah. the portals and shit that I'm like, I don't need to fuck around and find out. Yeah, and one of my best friends, Marissa, did a Ouija board, and the events following the night she did the Ouija board are fucked yeah and i slept in her dorm where they had done it like the weekend after they did it and there was some dark ass energy in there like it was i did not like it yeah 
I feel like a dorm room is like dark ass energy anyway. So it's like it is, but it's like doing a Ouija board. No, I mean I believe you. That's what I'm saying. I really feel like putting a Ouija board in there. Yeah, because so many people it's, have like come and gone. Pretty it's like weird energy anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're just really that's probably a, yeah. The, the, that's what I mean. Like certain places, I'm like eh, I probably wouldn't do it. That's the thing. Like. <laughs> I had been there before to that dur- dorm and then after and of course like you're true you're right like yeah. dorms are weird Just and creepy. weird energy <laughs> but and then afterwards it was like I was scared mm-hmm. to sleep there yeah. like I did not like it yeah I'm not like I'm by I I, I straddle the line with that yeah you I have no the line real harsh a lot uh, of paranormal stuff yeah I have no like real like this line is my sand. view on it you know like I I'm just kind of open to both I don't know I if get you guys where know. you're coming from and I get where the other one is yeah exactly yeah. I was gonna say I don't know if you guys know but I have a real aversion to it. Oh, you do? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever You've made never it clear. expressed that. <laughs> That's the thing. I just, I really wanted to let you know. I always like finding out other people's stances on Ouija boards. A lot of people are cool with them. A lot of people are. I think we asked Tobias Forge and he said he didn't believe that. I yeah. Think, I think he said it was like, was like it's a game. A Mattel game. Yeah. Like he was like, I don't think that. But even the the when you did the history of Ouija boards, like yeah. from the jump, things were weird. Yeah, it's an intro. I I by no means shut out that it is. Yeah, that it could possibly be nefarious. Yeah, I nefarious, nefarious. It's a good word. I like that. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> things went badly. Things went down badly one night. The glass seemed to get angry with our laughing and teasing, and flew off the board and hit the wall. Woof. We all jumped back and sat there looking at each other. The girl who had brought the board into the school suddenly started crying and she told us she realized, or excuse me, and she told us that we had released a bad spirit and we would now be haunted by it. Oh. She knew it had been a bad spirit because of the responses we were getting to the questions we asked. Now, let me tell you, in typical young girl style, there is always one that wants to know about sex, etc. Of course. Those questions were asked, and in truth, the glass had spun and we had laughed. I immediately felt anxious, trying to convince myself that it was not true, that Alex, the girl who had brought it, was just being overdramatic. Suddenly, there was a bang, and Sister Veronica ran in, shouting Victoria. for us to get in. Oh, why did I just? I was like, "That's not her name, Sister Veronica." <laughs> I was like, "Running in!" Head too, I was like, "That's cool, <laughs> Sister Victoria." That's more like that it. That's a great name too. It is. Ran in, shouting for us to get into bed. Alex had jumped into the bed, into bed with the board, so nothing had been seen by Sister Victoria. After this, nights started getting back to normal, and we went back to gossiping in the dark and talking about things we'd talked about previously. Seemingly, we'd all forgotten what had happened or at least we wanted to forget. The end of the school school term came and I headed home for the Easter holidays. This is where shit gets really real. While in bed every night, I would wake up feeling my bed shake, literally as if the whole single bed was shaking. Mm. There had also been a few lights where I had felt a pillow put, oh, excuse me. There had also been a few nights where I had felt a pillow pushed down on my face and I had woken up to pull it off. What? I started to get very scared whenever I was in my bedroom. I would feel something around me and it didn't feel good. I would often take a bath and see the shower door open and close as I lay there. Oh, fuck that. Oh, I just got like so many chills. As the holiday went on, I began to wake up more and more terrified and felt my bed shake and that was something was lying next to me. I would run into my mother and stepfather's room, begging them to let me sleep on the floor in in their room, or I would get into my younger brother's bed shaking with fear. Eventually, my mother listened to me, and she invited a psychic medium she knew to come over and check my bedroom. That's a baller mom move. That is a baller mom move. Because most moms would be like, you know what? Like, I checked under the bed. There's nothing there. (laughs) Meanwhile, she's like, I checked under the bed, and I don't see anything, but let's call this psychic medium. Let's call medium. medium. (laughs) She's like, this isn't really my forte. 
As my mom and I waited downstairs in the sitting room, we could hear shouting coming up from upstairs. It was the lady arguing with someone very loudly in my bedroom. After what felt like forever, I was completely shaken up, as was my mother. The lady returned downstairs to fill us in on what had happened. What happened? She had seen a man. He was a priest, or it was at least dressed as one. He was a very... (laughs) You're like, either way. (laughs) He was a very bad man and had lived at the convent many years ago. He had raped many of the nuns. Oh, my God. And according to the lady, a very, very scary man. Oh, my God. My whole my my whole body. Look at my arm right now. My whole body is doing the... My goosebumps have goosebumps. That's the thing. Oh, scary... Evil priest. priest. That's one of the scariest things I can think of. It is. It absolutely is. Oh. When you mix, it's just ugh. no, no. Nope. Watch Midnight Mass. Honestly, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> honestly, he was who we were talking to when we did did the Ouija board every <gasps> night, and he had attached himself oh. to me. Everything I had felt was real. He had been in my room, and he had been scaring me. I hate this. I guess this is a big heads up to anybody who might be listening. Do not ever play with anything like that. Ouija boards are dangerous. Louder for the people in the back. And also, I can confirm that this is written and Ash is not just saying no. Ouija boards are dangerous. They should literally come with a warning. You have no idea who you are speaking to, and these negative entities have a habit of attaching themselves. The lady told my mother that it was quite common for this to happen to pre to be a to pubescent children as they are very susceptible to these things. Children are innocent and that's why the negative and bad ones want to attach themselves. So that's my story. Damn. I've never been near a Ouija board since and would never do one again. I regularly burn sage and frankincense and have salt outside my front door. And Archangel Michael is in every room in my house. (laughs) Also, note to my parents, if your child tells you something like this, please believe what they are saying. (laughs) Note to parents. To parents, yes. Because I was like, wait, your parents got a medium. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Your parents rocked on. Note to parents. Yeah. Also, on another note, I feel I could say this as I lived in LA for three years. Americans cannot do a British accent. It's bad and it's grating. I we agree. don't all have a Cockney accent. And you are don't. in the movie Oliver. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, no, nobody does a good British accent. No. Here. Although I'm pretty good on it. No, we're not good at no, it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I was like, let's be real. I'm literally kidding. Also, thanks, Katie Moore. You can use her full name for introducing me to Morbid. I am addicted. Thanks, Katie. Keep being weird because who wants to be normal? And uh, that was Sophie's listener tale. Sophie. Sophie, I love that name too. Let me say that was fucking terrifying. Was so scary. And let me also say that we did not intentionally make this like uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't intentionally make this religious. <laughs> it just happened. I is guess is the next guys, one religious. I don't know. I think you did that one, right? Which one is this? Am I the paranormal drama? I don't know. I don't know. But let's see. Well, this one's called "Am I the Paranormal Drama?" <laughs> <laughs> I love is it. Is it me? Am is I it the me? Jesus. All right. Hi, Ash, Elena, and Deb Deb. Yay! <laughs> if you're reading this, I've attached my spooky listener tale in the form of a double space pedophile with a little ghost emoji. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, this is nice. You made I know. it all. It's got like a border. Oh, I still remember when I learned how to add a border to oh, remember like game in computer changer. class. They were <laughs> yeah. like, all right, today we're going to add borders. And you were like, yeah, I am. I was like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Hello from across the pond to my two fave ladies. Hey. My name is Shell. I'm 28 and I'm from the glorious United Kingdom. Up north, if you want some specifics, you can use my name and any names you see throughout. Thank you. 
Before I start using you like my own glorified spoopy agony aunts, <laughs> please everybody call us our glor- your glorified spoopy agony aunts. I love that. Please let me start by saying how much I adore you guys. My first episode was the Velisca Axe murders, and my God, it was a proper good one. I was hooked. Hey. <laughs> a little more about me before I jump into this, because it's a long one. Roughly 17 minutes. I did time it, but I have a fucked up, but I may have fucked up the timing. So basically, good luck. <laughs> I'm a trainer for staff doing work, uh, working in healthcare, and whilst I come all types of care homes, dementia care, end of life, residential, and learning disabilities. I actually specialize in training for mental health and challenging behaviors. And I also support staff, staff with caring for their own mental health. Hell yeah. I've been working in healthcare for over 11 years now and started as a care assistant myself. I travel around the UK for work and spend a lot of time driving, which means I have plenty of time for podcasts, which brought me to you guys. Yay! Yay! And honestly, now I'm obsessed. So thank you again for being the bestest fucking weirdos out there. Oh, thank you. Thank you, yeah. Also, for three of the homes I visit, I have to travel through the Saddleworth Moors. Throwback to the Moors murders episodes, which were so well done. I'm so glad you guys paid so much attention to the victims and how beautiful each soul was. Oh, thank you. That really means a lot. You did such a good job with that one. Thank you. I get the spooky when I drive through there most of the time as that part of the motorway is known for thick fog and spoopy vibes. As So as you can imagine in this line of work and in England, I spend a lot of time in old buildings and I've had a lot of weird experiences. Like the time I was working nights and I saw one of my residents run down the hall and then fall over. But when I went around to help, the corridor was empty and the senior on duty who was standing who was standing who was standing on said corridor wondered oh who was standing on sorry that was me. Uh, the corridor was empty, and the senior on duty, who was standing on said corridor, wondered why the fuck I was running. Sorry, I, I pressed my screen to, like, move it, and it highlighted one word, so it oh. made me feel like it italicized it. Yep. So, like, so I read it in, like, a weird You're inflection. Like standing. Of course everyone was asleep in bed. Or the time I saw a resident staring at me through his window when I pulled up in my car, but when I went inside and told the girls in the office, they told me he had passed away two nights before and the room was empty and locked. Ooh. Woo. Ha. Woo. Also, all I want is to live in a place with the oldest buildings ever. Yeah. That's all I want. Haunted as fuck. Yeah, just haunted as fuck shit. I love it. Haunted as fuck. <laughs> so yeah, some real freaky shit, but nothing compared to what I'm about to tell you. Also, Elena, I just received my signed copy of your book. I feel special. You so are. excited to start reading. I told my other half it was my new bedtime reading and he looked at me like I'd lost my damn mind. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. BT dubs, I feel the need to apologize in advance. I'm a Yorkshire lass, so I do have a potty mouth. Oh, girl, you'll fit right in. Please feel free to censor my tales to protect your delicate ears. Or feel free to go along with it if you're vibing with my swears. (laughs) I love that. Here we fucking go. Let's fucking go. (laughs) I feel like I've always been a little sensitive to the other side. I don't want to be, but shit do be happening, (laughs) especially since my granddad died of cancer in 2007. I'm I'm sorry. sorry. We were super close and he was my literal hero. Oh, me and my big sister, Jen, shout out to Jen. She also loves you guys. Shout out to Jen. And my little brother would go up to their house every holiday or weekend because it was our favorite place to be. So in the years after his death, my nan nan, is it nanan? Nanan. 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 I really like that. I like that a lot. Nanan. My nanan. And my nanan went through her grieving phase where she would still make him a cuppa and still oh. set his place in the table every evening. Oh, oh that my, God. my heart just broke. We were told by our parents to just go with it as it was her coping mechanism. Yeah. So we did, and sometimes we would have to set his place for him too. 
I didn't mind. I love the idea that he was still there. I, I do. I think that's beautiful. I do too. I could never stop setting. Like my immediate yeah. thought just goes to Drew. I would never stop. I would setting always his do set, it. Like yeah. place at the table. After a while, I noticed weird things happening in their bungalow, like her walking stick being pushed over or doors opening and closing. She would simply respond with, oh, stop it, Jim. Like she was so fed up and it was just a normal thing. Of course, me trying to be level-headed would just rationalize it. Until one afternoon, I curled up on the sofa, texting on my pink leopard print Blackberry Curve. Holy shit. Throwback to being quirky as fuck. (laughs) Probably texting some douchebag who did not deserve my time. Weren't we all? (laughs) Same. I heard a voice almost right in my ear. It was a man's voice and it clearly said, oh, love, you okay? Oh, my whole body froze because I knew that voice. It was my granddad. He would always call me or my sister his little love. Oh, my God. I got upset and ran to my tell my mom, who played it off as the TV or someone walking down the side. The side was a walkway, which ran parallel to my nanan's bungalow on the other side of her fence. The TV wasn't on, and it didn't come from the window area. It was right next to my ear. I absolutely believe that. This unsettled me, as it was probably my first ever spooky experience. A few months later, I was staying over alone and had been dropped off by my parents. They stayed for a while, but it got late and they had about an hour's drive home. So they asked if I would be okay. And I said that I would. My nanan had gone out out for a meal with friends and had texted me telling me she would be back soon. I put on the TV and got all cozy cozy in the living room. (laughs) All of a sudden, it was as those 20 elephants were storming through the room. What? The running noise was so loud, but I couldn't just hear it. I could feel it. The bungalow was shaking and turned freezing cold. Oh my God. I sat with my hands covering my ears, shitting my pants, and then hurried to try and find my phone so that I could call someone. All of a sudden, it stopped. Then my nanan walked in. I didn't say anything because I thought it would sound ridiculous. We watched a movie together. Shout out to anything Audrey Hepburn. We are obsessed. Hell Hell yeah. Then we went to bed. The next morning, we were together in the living room having our morning tea and toast when I decided that I wanted to tell my nanan about what had occurred the evening prior. And just like that, as I was explaining it to her, it happened again. This time, way louder and way scarier. Oh my god. I covered my ears and burst into tears. For fuck's sake, I'm a poet and I didn't know it. (laughs) (laughs) I was terrified. My nanan got up from her chair and like a calm in what felt like a horrible, terrifying storm, she walked over to me and sat beside me. She hugged me and told me it was going to be okay. I love your nanan. I do too. She could feel it too, but it was like it was normal to her. I've never been able to explain it away even now. It was pure dread. She still lives in the bungalow now, but I won't stay over and I won't be there alone. Although she is wonderfully happy there and very settled. (laughs) My goodness. Fast forward to more recent years. After being together for about four years and living with his parents for a year during the lockdown, I bought my first home in February 2021 with the love of my life. And honestly, he is the best human I've ever met. We completed our home on our home in the midst of the shit show we formerly call the pandemic. We bought a 1930s semi with with our two dogs, a lab and a golden retriever oh my god the oh my dream god. i heard there was pictures i've so attached pics for your viewing pressure because they're fucking adorable oh. and also a cute little pic of me and my boo my god first of all you are gorgina <laughs> and these dogs are gorgina and you're just a beautiful couple you're just beautiful oh i can't god. i'm gonna look at it after when we moved in we had a solid six months under still under restrictions where no one could visit This was great because the house was a shithole when we moved in, (laughs) so it gave us time to renovate. This also meant evenings when my partner was working nights, I was left alone in the house. 
At first, I was freaked out because I feel like I've always been a little sensitive to potentially paranormal shit, and I kind of just expected there would be some cray, something cray-cray in a home of almost 100 years old. Yeah. Not to mention it's built on the grounds of an old estate slash country house, which the original tower house section still exists a few doors down from us. That's really cool. That's badass. Our house is built in what would have been the grounds or the gardens. So that's cool. So anyway, my partner has never had an experience he couldn't explain. He's very much a non-believer when it comes to paranormal things. So for a while, the house was calm and I felt super relaxed. I even mentioned to a colleague that I felt like it wasn't haunted. <laughs> so let's fast forward to year to later in the year when restrictions lifted. My sister-in-law came around to visit with my cute little niece. We were casually chatting in the uh, kitchen with a cuppa. I love that a cuppa. I love it. And Sissy started telling me about her recent reading she had with a local clairvoyant. I use the title loosely because while I'm open to the idea of mediums and shit, I also believe some people just prey on naive, not yes, naive people. Mm-hmm. I have said that a million times. I believe that it exists. Of course. But I think it's rare. Yeah, I do too. Well, I think because it's, it's much rarer than we see it. Yeah. Um, You're supposed to say it like Moira Rose, so naivete. Naivete. Devad. Said out loud like Moira Rose. I was going to let you do it because you do it better. I love you so much. You do a great Moira. Oh, wow. Thanks. So she's drinking her brew, telling me all about this reading and how accurate this lady had been. I'm sitting there keeping an open mind, and obviously, and honestly, it was interesting to hear. Uh, randomly, we hear this bang from upstairs. So naturally, because I would die in every single horror movie, I go straight up to check it out. <laughs> my attic door had opened. For clarity, my attic door, my attic has a door with a ladder. And when you pull on a latch, the door comes down and you can pull a ladder down. Same. So that's like not going to open Like it wouldn't just open. At this point, the door had just opened, but the ladder was still up. So I got my big ass stick and I closed it again. I'm five (laughs) feet. Fuck all. I'm five foot fuck all. So I can't reach shit. Same. (laughs) Then I went back down and thought nothing of it. A few minutes later, we hear another bang. Again, I go upstairs, muttering to myself as I go, because I'm basically a grumpy old man. Are we the same person? (laughs) Lo and behold, there it was. Open. So at this point, I really don't know if I'm in a horror movie, if I'm horror movie white girl stupid as fuck or badass, but I pulled down the ladder and I climbed up into the attic to see what was going on. I say badass. That's final girl energy. It's giving invisible man. There you go. I thought maybe the window up there was open or maybe there was some kind of uh, draft. Nothing. Where am I? Nothing. So as soon as my other half got home from work, I asked him to check the latch because I assumed it was loose. Nope. The latch was fine. He came to the conclusion it was a silly draft and we moved on. I'd like to consider myself quite an imaginative dreamer. I always have weird dreams and remember them well. But after this, I started having some horrible dreams. Not weird, just horrible. I've had multiple episodes of sleep paralysis since we moved into this house where I've woken up and could see a dark, shadowy floating ball floating at the end of my bed. I couldn't move. I couldn't speak or even close my eyes. I remember moving my finger the tiniest amount to try and scratch the fuck out of my other half to wake him up, but he wouldn't wake up and I couldn't speak at all. I just lay there feeling complete dread and fear. Then I would wake up screaming and crying. Oh, That's happened to me before. That sleep paralysis shit is so bad. This happened multiple times. Bear in mind, it had never happened to me before living here. My other half would tell me it was okay and then we would just go back to sleep. I've read a lot on lot on sleep paralysis, and I know it's a normal thing, but I just found it weird that I hadn't experienced it before living here. I it agree. Is. One night I woke up and I could see a small, dark, shadowy figure stood next to my partner's side of the bed, Ugh. almost like it was watching him. No. When I first saw it, I screamed because it startled me, but then it was almost felt okay. I felt like it wasn't doing anything bad. 
Sleepy Shell wandered past, <laughs> wandered past and went to the toilet. And when I came back, it was gone. I love that you saw that and you were like, I, I got to pee. Bad. <laughs> gotta pee. <laughs> I gotta pee. You're not like going to die in a movie, white girl. No, you're badass. You're good. I didn't tell my partner because I wasn't sure how he would react, but I wondered often if it would have been, if it could have been his late grandma just checking in. Aww. I remember feeling comfortable with them, whoever it was. Then my dog started acting up. My 11-year-old Labradorable Ted. Ted! That's true. His dog's Labradorable. That's awesome. Had always been such a sweet and quiet boy. He was loyal to a fault and would be stuck to my ankle at all times and would panic if he couldn't get to me. My God, that sounds like Bruce Ted. I love that. Around the same time the other shit was going down, my partner and I had started picking up on weird behaviors from Ted, too. He would wake up growling or he would growl and bark at nothing. Mm. He never barked, so this was bizarre. He would pace and pant and often during these episodes... He wanted to get so close to you that he would practically sat on your lap. Ted is a big boy, and he <laughs> knew he was not allowed to jump up on people. We teach both of our dogs this as we have family members who are frail or just too young to deal with a 30 to 40 kilogram fluffer jumping up at them. Yeah. After a while, we took we took him to the vet as one evening he had an episode that was so bad he wouldn't even come near me. Aww. It was like something was near me and he wanted out. He wouldn't let me touch him. It was like he didn't recognize me. Oh, that During, would be so hard. Oh, it would break my heart. During episodes when we would let him outside to cool off, he wouldn't come in for hours afterwards. The vet quickly diagnosed him with CCD, canine cognitive dysfunction, or canine dementia, which, by the way, I didn't know dogs could even get. I didn't, I didn't know that either. either. This also explained why he was such a fucking pig. He was forgetting that he had eaten. Oh. To be fair to him, he had always been a bit of a... Is it a gannet? A gannet, I think. A bit of a gannet. Uh, suddenly, suddenly we were settled knowing there was a reason for his behavior and we were told to increase food and exercise, which we did. We always walked them both every day, even in shitty weather. So I just added a cute morning walk into the routine. Just me and my bestie Ted. Oh, <laughs> then it got worse. All of a sudden he started refusing to come up to the bedroom where he usually slept with me. Oh my God, that would break my yeah. heart. Because I'm basically the come back here and love me meme. <laughs> I carried him into the room and shut the door so he couldn't leave me. But he got so scared and wound up and I just and just wanted out. He was shaking and crying. Oh. I let him out. He went straight downstairs. And ever since, he doesn't come into our bedroom. What? One day I was upstairs having a wee in the bathroom and I heard a loud bang. At this point, I was tired, annoyed, and fed up, fed up of the silly games. So mid-piss, my pa with my pants around my ankles, I shouted, Whoever you are, you need to listen to me now. This is our house now, so if you're living here too, it's by my rules and you will behave. I don't want to hear a fucking peep. <laughs> I love that. Icon behavior. <laughs> then obviously I laughed at myself because what in the actual fuck did I think I was doing? Any ghost or daemon wasn't looking at me with any with, with my mini <laughs> <laughs> with my mini out shouting at them. <laughs> with my mini out shouting at them and taking me seriously. But it worked. That's fucking great. With my mini out. For a year now, we've had nothing. No noises or uneasy feelings. Our dogs have been fine. And my dog hasn't had a single episode of CCD. I don't think he had that. He has been completely normal. Our attic door hasn't ever opened since either. Even in a huge storm and I haven't had any bad dreams or sleep paralysis. I could sleep easy again and we can enjoy our house. Hey, you took care of it. Yeah, you took control of the sitch. The only thing I can mention is very recently, two weeks ago, I had a very strange experience. It was a Saturday night not too long ago, and we had been out with friends. We went to bed as usual, but what, then I woke up in the middle of the night to what sounded like a, do a dog howling. I thought, wow, how weird. And then I realized I was out on the landing floor. Unsure if you know what a landing is, so for clarification, it's the upstairs hallway. Oh, okay. I was laying on the landing floor with my duvet. 
But that wasn't even the weirdest part. I was directly underneath the attic door. Nope. Nope. Nopity nope. Strange experience indeed. I love that you were like, the only thing I can really <laughs> think of is the time that I was um, yeeted from my bed and placed below the attic door with my duvet on me and everything. But just that one little thing. <laughs> There's this one weird thing that I've been scratching my head about. Oh, I am uncomf. I got up and ran straight in the bedroom to wake my partner, who suggested maybe I'd fallen asleep on the way to the bathroom. With your duvet? Sure, but wouldn't I remember it? And who takes their whole ass quilt to the toilet? Yeah, that's yuckas. I wasn't convinced. Then I got back to bed, checked the time, and guess what fucking time it was? Yup. It was only 3 fucking a.m. Yup. I don't feel like it was a normal thing that brought me to the bottom of the static stairway at 3 a.m. with no memory whatsoever. I think it was something fucking weird. <laughs> I think you need to sage the house with the doors and windows open. So that, ladies, brings us to this present day. We still live in this house because honestly, we love it and it's beautiful. And if I have to throat punch a motherfucking ghost to stay here, then bring it on, Casper. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I keep trying not to overthink any of these things, but some events even my partner struggles to explain away. It has me thinking maybe it isn't the house that's haunted, but maybe me. Maybe I'm the drama. <laughs> if something had attached itself to me, it would explain why I feel, hear, see mo things most places I go. Or maybe I'm just fucking nuts. Who the heck knows? <laughs> oh my god, you guys are beautiful. Seriously. Oh, and you're pupper. You guys look like a famous couple. Yeah, you're gorgeous, both of you. And your dogs are gorgeous. Ser oh, look at the little faces. They're just like, nah. Bah. <laughs> so thank you for listening to my long ass tale. And once again, thanks for being so bloody amazing. Keep it weird, ladies, but not so weird that you speak to a ghost while you're taking a piss or so weird that you get possessed and steal the duvet from your partner, leaving him naked and afraid in bed, only to self-sacrifice to the daemon who lives in your attic at witching hour, but get interrupted by your cute ass motherfucking dog who got a case of the howlies <laughs> love and light to you both shell love and light to you shell shell i fucking love you that was a good one can can we all just hang out everyone on this listener tale oh, we're real like let's go meet up in <laughs> fucking london <laughs> let's go i want to go to london so badly or ireland yeah london is just calling me lately i know it really is i don't know what it is i just want to go to go. scotland really bad and ireland i want to do scotland really bad i just let's go everywhere i just want to go across the pond guys me too and then i want to stay there and never yeah. come back across it because i just want to live in a place that is gloomy all the time but like yeah. in the most beautiful way like comfy gloomy comfy gloomy oh my god imagine and just, surrounded yeah. by old ass cemeteries and fucking castles and I mean, just like yeah. awesome accents and just i need it all and like whenever i watch ps i love you and she's like taking <laughs> a walk in that like in like the rolling hills yeah it's like imagine that's just that's your just, fucking street that you drive you down like yeah What's on our street? Burger King. I want that's <laughs> it. Burger King, that's McDonald's, it. and Wendy's. Like, you know, I want to see some greenery. I will say, New England is beautiful, and I love New England. New England is gorgeous, and yeah. I love her. But I like, love her. She's beautiful. The she's beauty, the she's graced. We should she's take... United States. <laughs> she might as well be. <laughs> Unfortunately, she's not. But, but we should take Massachusetts and bring her over. Yeah. Momentarily. Because I know go. she didn't really want to be there at first. <laughs> but I was going to say. Complicated my... stitch. <laughs> it's a very complicated relationship. You know, you know. Between the land. We'll, we'll figure it out. But we'll figure it I out. I think before we figure it out, we have time for one last Yeah, we do. Tale. All right. Do you want to pick which one I read? There's listener tale, granddad gets thrifty deal on murder house and then unwittingly helps ghosts on graveyard escape. There's <laughs> I that. love that one. There's also listener tales, thanks dad, I inherited your weird paralysis demon. And there is listener tale and case wreck. I would do the thrifty one. Thrifty? Thrifty like deal it. on a murder house and then helps a ghost. That's great that you picked that because I already pasted it into a Google Doke. We love it. 
And let me see, let me see, let me see. Please hold on a second. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Okay. It says, hey girl gang, obsessed with you both. Love the pod. You're fabulous. Never change. Et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> I love et cetera. you. I love you. <laughs> use my name and use any names. It's all court rec- record. And also, ye old. <laughs> so I'm unsure anyone involved gives a fuck. Apologies for the lack of a PDF. I'm writing on the train um, on my phone in a cheery ye old Yorkshire, England. Ooh. I love a PDF as much as the next gal, but I needs but needs must. I wanted to email you my granddad Colin's absolute fave family story about how his granddad, Tom Sr., got an absolute bargain. We Yorkshire folk have a reputation for being thrifty AF (laughs) on a big country house in my home county of West Yorkshire. Spoiler, it was murder. (laughs) Spoiler, murder. (laughs) Just putting that out there. Sorry, did you say it's Yorkshire or? Yorkshire. Yorkshire. So I I think so. It's either Yorkshire or Yorkshire. I was saying it good. But not Yorkshire. No, not that. This story starts 103 years ago. A man named Alfred Benson had earned his fortune as a coal merchant and built his family a large home and named it Woodsley House. I love that. I'm obsessed with that. You got to name your house. Exactly. Thank you. (laughs) He became a respected leader in the community and had two sons and four daughters with his wife, Sarah. This story focuses on one of Alfred's sons, Ben Benson. Ben as a first and last name. Bold, I know. (laughs) And his sister, Margaret. Remember that name. Margaret. Margaret, Margaret, Margaret. Ben was in the RAF through World War I and had gotten himself into a clandestine relationship with a married lady named Annie. Annie's husband eventually found out about the relationship and left her after catching them together one day. She then moved into the Woodsley house, because fuck it, right? Yeah. With Ben and lived there whilst he was away at war. However, Annie's was an, Annie was a 1910s party girl through and through and continued to enjoy other male company. Damn, Annie. <laughs> Annie was young and getting it. And she was enjoying that male company while Ben was deployed in France. In August 1918, when Ben was allowed to come back home, he wanted to surprise Annie, and he didn't write a letter to tell Uh-oh. her he was on his way back. Oh. When Ben got home, Annie wasn't in, so he sat and waited with anticipation for her arrival. Unfortunately, Annie came in quite drunk, very late, and with an army cadet. Oh. Whoops. Annie knew that she was what she was about. (laughs) Annie knew what she was about and didn't even notice Ben going straight upstairs with the cadet. Annie knew what she was about, baby. (laughs) Annie knew what she was about. Annie knew her shits. Gathering himself from the shock, sorry, Ben, you lose them how you find them. (laughs) I mean, honestly. He followed them upstairs and caught them in a compromising position. (laughs) To say the least. Enraged, he chased the other man from the house. An argument ensued and they slept apart that night. I'm surprised that was it. The next day, two letters arrived in the post, which Annie wouldn't let him see. (laughs) Annie knows what she is about. Annie is on her shits. So Ben did the 1918 version of checking your phone and steamed that wax seal open while she was in the bath. The 1918 version of checking your phone I'm is steaming open the wax seal. It's, the letter. Much, it's so much easier than guessing someone's passcode. At least you can't get locked out of it, you know? That is hilarious. Have you ever had to put the password in somebody's phone and locked them out of their phone? No. It's never happened to me, that. but I just thought of that. Yeah. Like if you're trying to snoop on your partner and you don't know their password. <laughs> and you lock them out of there and you're like, Oops. that'd be really awkward. <laughs> and they come back and you're like, I don't, what I don't know what happened. What it's up? a ghost. So at least you can just steam open a wax seal. But he did so while she was in the bath and found them to be from her other lovers. Lovers. He hit her and Ooh. confronted her. We don't love that. That's Ben. Aye. 
He then did the well-adjusted adult thing a little too late, I might add. Yeah. Asked her to leave and never saw her again. Oh, wait, no, of course he did I was going to say, no, he did not. Oh, no, no, no. He grabbed a razor and slashed her throat like the hypocritical little fuckwit he was. What the fuck, Ben? That's so You fucked. guys just shouldn't. Oh, fuck that. For real. Annie sadly died in the hospital shortly after. Ben was sentenced to death and was actually the last man to be hanged in Leeds. Wow. And as a result, the Benson family quickly sold the Woodsley house on the cheap in an effort to leave the area quickly because of the scandal. Enter my great-great-grandparents <laughs> who had no qualms benefiting from other people's tragedy and they bought the Woodsley house and raised 11 children there. Damn. Do I what you gotta do, you know? For real. I mean, they had to buy it on the cheap 11 yeah, there children. Yeah, 11 kids. My granddad talks with great fondness of the time, spent in the stables and making rafts to, the, to surf down the huge staircase and it makes me glad that the house got to be a happy place I was again. gonna say that it, they brought like good energy back yeah, to Yeah, exactly. You bring they, the energy. Revive Idolized it. I never got to see the house because it was bought by Tesco and they leveled it for capitalism. Oh my god. That sucks. That is. But here's where it gets a little spooky. Many, many years later, my grandma was taking flowers to a grave of a relative and my granddad was sitting on a bench accosting random passerbys for conversation <laughs> in that classic old man way when an elderly woman sat next to him. He's like, hey, great weather. I'm old. <laughs> Sit with me. He didn't sound like that, though. He sounded way better. Say, but he's British. Yeah, yeah. We're like, hey. We're like, hey, guy. We made a buff. You got some Duncan. <laughs> she asked if he was local, and he said yes, and pointed up the hill, saying his family used to own the Woodsley house. She exclaimed, oh, you must have bought the house from my family, the Bensons. Oh. The woman identified herself as Margaret Benson. Margaret. One of Ben Benson's four sisters, remember? I do. I do too. My granddad was a little confused as this would have made this woman well into her hundreds <laughs> at this point, but he did the whole, wow, what a small world thing. <laughs> and she asked for the quickest route to the tram stop. There hadn't been trams in the area for about 50 years, <laughs> so he politely but confusedly directed her to the bus stop. But because it was so far away and he decided it was unfair to make a woman he'd done some quick maths on and worked out to be approximately 125 <laughs> walk a mile and a half, <laughs> and then my grandma gave her a lift to the bus stop in their car, this 125-year-old wow. woman, <laughs> while she chatted away about her family in the house. A few days, <laughs> some awesome. quick maths. <laughs> a few days later, my granddad was relaying these events to his father, Tom Jr., who, to his further con confusion, began shouting at him, telling him it wasn't a funny joke. My, <laughs> my granddad calmed him down, and his father exclaimed, explained, and probably exclaimed too, <laughs> that Margaret Benson had died 25 years ago, and he knew this as he attended her funeral at the same cemetery they'd just ferried her out of. That was Margaret. That was absolutely Margaret. I love the idea of my polite and friendly grandparents <laughs> making small talk with an escaping ghost as they unwittingly helped her scoot away from the graveyard and back into the world. <laughs> Yeehaw. I love that they were just like, out you go. Let's go, Marge. To haunt the entire world. Let's go, baby. Defo, keep it so weird. You help old lady ghosts jailbreak from their eternal resting place in order to do a spot shop of shopping in town. Hell yeah. But don't keep it so weird that you have a fair with married ladies and then you get so angry and jealous when you're cheated on. Back, you kill a woman, get hanged, and lose your family home in the process. Yeah, don't do that. Apologize that this was so long and rambly. It was not. Elisa. You do Lisa. not. Elisa. Elisa, sorry. She said Elisa. Sorry for the pronunciation everyone always reads it lisa and it deeply oh, and it deeply confuses me hey ho and then i did that <laughs> oh i didn't even see that because i just cut co i copy and pasted from the name 
<laughs> That's why I was waiting for you to say it. I was like, I want to see if you say it, how she's like, it deeply confuses me. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Alyssa. Well, oh Alyssa, God. that was great. Oh, that made me die. <laughs> you guys killed it today. My goodness. It's the Our it's across, across the, pond the pond listeners. You really took it there today. You did. You take us to a place. Damn. That was funny. I Those were that. funny and terrifying. Yeah, they really were. The wow. last one was like so cute, though. That was the perfect one to end on. Just like cute old grandparents. All wow. right. When you hear from us next, we will be on part three of the Yorkshire Ripper. Yes. And we will end on a part four, which will be shorter than the rest, but we'll kind of like wrap everything up, talk about some stuff. Yeah. And, and then we'll probably give you like a little bit of a palate cleanser with maybe a listener tale or, or a collab a of fun some sort on, we, the, on the Friday. Yes. Always on the Friday for you guys now. And then back to some new cases the following week. Yeah. I have a case from the 90s the following week. Oh, sweet. Just get, let's. It's kind of nice to give you guys a little lineup. Yeah, it is. It's kind of nice, just so you can know what's coming up. I don't up. think we've ever done that. You got it. You got a case from the '90s, and yeah. then I have um, possibly a witch trial Ooh. case, one that I had never heard about. Interesting, but um, we'll, we'll see if that shifts. Yeah. Somehow. Well, my case from uh, the '90s is across the pond. Oh, there you go. Yeah. We're, we're in a place of uh, across the pond here. I love it there. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we love you. We're excited to see you in the coming weeks, and we hope you keep listening. And we hope you keep it. Weird, but not so weird that you're not an awesome listener who writes in listener tales. Hell yeah. Yeah, brother. Keep writing them in because they're fun. Love you, mean it, bye. Follow Morbid on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to episodes early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hey, weirdos. We have a ton of episodes that we think you will just love. But if you scroll down the feed just a bit, there's one we think you should definitely check out if you missed it. Episode 531, Tom Bird and Lorna Anderson Eldridge, is one of our favorite episodes. And you might even get a little bit more out of it, especially in light of the viral TikTok series, Who the Fuck Did I Marry, that is taking the internet by storm. Here's the deal, you guys. Tom Bird and Lorna Anderson, they wanted to spend their lives together. But there was a catch. They were already married to other people. So they did as deviants do, and they devised a mischievous and murderous plan to rid themselves of their respective spouses. But just how far were they willing to go with their lies? And would they get away with it? You can find this episode by following Morbid and scrolling back a little bit to episode 531, Tom Bird and Lorna Anderson Eldridge, or by searching Morbid Bird Anderson wherever you listen to podcasts.